Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Andrew Sahak from Life Was Peachy, and you're listening to the 4D Podcast Network. It's just all around. There's so much diversity. I mean, so last time we actually, my Ma- my girlfriend Maddie, um, I don't know if I should be saying her name on the show, but uh, <laughs> too late now, Maddie. Um, her address is no, <laughs> her address incidentally is mine too. Um, but on the last time, I actually she showed up because I was like, yeah, we got an extra ticket. Why don't you come down? Um, she still raves about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was when we ran into each other after the show. Kind of odd. We didn't we didn't watch the show together. I, I was kind of camped out for the second half of the program with your brother, but yeah, we crossed paths. <laughs> there's after a, this. there's a solid reason as to why. Oh, we I, yeah, we don't we don't have to get into that at this. No, I think I, we, I think, I think uh, we covered it last last year. You remember Dean Ambrose? No, I am in at this point. Like, if I get next to things that are too loud, <laughs> my ear, my right ear, genuinely hurts. Like, I was down there, and I'm like. Fuck! I can't keep this up. This shit hurts, and I wear four. I don't know if it's a millimeter. I don't know what how they measure them, but I wear four gauge uh, gauges in my ears, earrings. Um, and I thought, well, that's got to be about the right size. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that. Yep, I take it out and I I think like, oh yeah, it'll go in my ear without really testing the waters. I shove this thing in my left ear, only to realize like, oh fuck, it's in, I can't get it out. And the best is, is like he's dancing on the floor. Like, like he looks like he's dancing. Like he's like jamming around on the floor. Like he's Night dancing. The Roxbury and I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm getting this look on my face. Like oh my! It's like when you swallow a fly. You're just like, what can happen? You know, you have no idea. And Jake's like, <laughs> somebody wham ab knee this. I've got cancer. Obviously, yeah. Jake's too busy macking on this on D Ambrose's <laughs> girlfriend to give a shit. He looks over at me and he's like, what the hell are you doing, dude? And my first question is like, do you have a tweezer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of all things that I'm going to carry with me, a pair of tweezers. I, I was hoping to God. And when he said no, I was like, all right, fuck you. To the thousands in attendance and the millions listening at home, it's now time for Ring General Radio. Making their way to the mic, weighing in at just shy of a metric ton, Matty Atlantic, Stubby J, and the nickname machine himself, Sean Lowe! 
Welcome back, uh, especially to our friend Pedro Dapakis. Hi, bud. Missed you. Glad you're uh, glad you're okay. Glad you're well. Uh, thanks for the message last week. You're listening to Ring General Radio here, 4D Podcast uh, Network. Uh, you guys don't even understand how tough it was for me to like condition my brain to not say that we're live. We, we, we <laughs> oh, haven't been like your brother, like your brother trying to remove our from our name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that only took four months. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I am your producer this evening, coming from uh, New Thompson Couch Studios. Uh, I'm a Stubby J, pushing the buttons and dials. Joining me as always, my uh, my brother from another mother, my tag team partner. Uh, two championship reigns underneath uh, our cummerbunds. One time in 1972, one time in 1986. We do not talk about the 14 years in between. Uh, those were the beefcake years. Was that six? Did you go backwards there? Maybe. Yeah, 72, okay. 72 to 86. That's 14 years, right? Okay. Unless you said 92 to 86. No, okay. 72. 72. We, we were, Matt had a fro at that time. It was amazing. I um, remember that. Yeah, it was so good. Um, but uh, he is my tag team partner. He is uh, the Terry Bollet, my Ed Leslie. What you? What do you mean, brother? <laughs> Got the, the skin of a hot dog over here. Um, you're listening to the uh, Tuesday Night Titan, the traveling troubadour, and the pastiest of the paradoxes. This is Matty Atlantic, and the uh, the very soul that is responsible for what I'm drinking this evening. I'm talking about me. Yeah, oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you're you. It seemed like you cut it short there. Uh, yeah, you've got the Maestro of the Micro Brew that is in Maddie Atlantic's hand right now. Uh, the Butterfinger Kid, the nickname machine, one half of the two man taco bar, one half of the docking station. Sean Lil. Uh, tonight. Oh, why don't you, Why don't you tell them uh, what it is I am actually drinking tonight? Since it is your creation. Yeah, so it's my first. So uh, also big news: I have been promoted to head brewer now. Yes, head fire. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, so uh, you are drinking one of many in the future, hopefully, beers that uh, I designed from the ground up and brewed myself, and uh, was canned and put into liquor stores. You have the strawberry whip in your hand right now. Um, it is. Kind of like a milkshake, uh, but not really an IPA. I mean, we were stuck on what to call it just because it fits so many categories. But then we added a, a bunch of strawberry to it. I mean, there's a ton of lactose in it, so you've got. So we just decided to call it a fruited whip ale, and it's uh, so it's strawberry whip. The can obviously is is uh, has references to a whip, like a like a ride or a car or whatever. It has the dice in the window and the the wheels on it and some pinstriping. It's a beautiful label. I love the little flex for the strawberry. Oh, yeah. Yep, the metallic flex. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, so you'll be able to, you can get that at, I mean, go on to headflyerbrewing.com. Their, uh, our website will tell you what liquor stores carry us, and they, you will find it at any of those stores right now. 
you know what, dude? Congratulations, Sean. Uh, Thanks, man. Very well done. Very well deserved. Um, your story. Your story is a story that I tell. I can't even begin to tell you how many people I tell about your story. Where, legitimately, dude, you left your job for your dream job, and you are crushing it, dude. So, uh, I couldn't be prouder. Uh, very well done, man. Thanks, dudes. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been amazing to uh, see your progression here, and I know this has been a passion of yours for for a long time. And yeah, actually being able to see you live it out is is pretty awesome. And I, anybody that has followed Ring General Radio for any amount of time knows that we actually originally moved from Wednesday nights to Tuesday nights because of your your move to to head flyer so um yeah the ring generals are are with you throughout and actually you are a ring general but the the show itself is uh is definitely a reflection of of you and your hard work and and we're we're extremely happy to have you on board yeah thanks guys well you guys are a big part of it too i mean i don't know if me five years ago would have would have taken the risks and done the chances and 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 like gone for happiness. Uh, I've have told the story a few times on the air here. Um, I went through a huge metamorphosis in my life and you guys were a big part of that. And I decided that, you know, being unhappy all the time and, and being the old me just wasn't what I wanted to be. And, and you guys really, um, joining this show and hanging out with you guys and all that stuff really, uh, I mean, it was probably the biggest part. The biggest thing that people don't understand about the podcast community is it's it's a like it's a ridiculous family. I mean, it is huge. Um, if not just from sister shows, uh, also on the Forty Podcast Network, but outwards as well. I mean, Matt, Jesus, imagine. I mean, think about the number of people that we've met through the podcast. You know, through yeah. I mean, Jimmy Bellamy, Matt Bush, uh, the Skull Kids. Um, Bullet Bob, uh, uh, Ryan Cruz, you know, was, was here and now he's a staple on the 40 podcast network. Um, it's, it's just, just speaking of our last show, our, our good friend from Winnipeg. Yeah. DIY. DIY. Uh, Pedro DePakis. Everybody that listens to us and communicates with us, it's, it's awesome to see kind of what our, uh, what our reach is and, and the people we've actually been able to kind of interact with has been nothing short of awesome. So, and the thing is too is that we don't do this for money. Okay, I, I mean, there's podcasts out there that have a Patreon and stuff like that where you know you pay for episodes and stuff. And like, if for me, I was always just a firm believer of. Um, I was taught. I was taught about grassroots podcasting from Pauly Spit. You know, I mean, the the, the guy taught me all about making this homegrown thing. And the biggest thing for it was I wanted us to start getting shows on here from people who wanted to create shows that didn't have the means or the money to do so. And Sean, we, I think I've told you this numerous times. We had a bunch of different people in here uh, after John had passed. And I think it was maybe after your second visit, we were finally just like, let's just keep Sean on here, you know? Um, and I can, I can definitely say that I've definitely seen a transformation in you over the last five years. It's been amazing. And, uh, 
uh, to have you as part of this community with us. I couldn't be happier, bro. Yeah, and I can actually speak for, for much longer. Sean and I have known each other since we were about eight years old. Mm-hmm. Growing up, growing up a half a block from each other, and where where Sean came from <laughs> in the last handful of years is nothing short of just a, a metamorphosis. I think you you said that, and I like to think that we had something to do with it. And I know that your wife also also helped you kind of make that transition. So it's it's not easy, and I, I know we'll probably talk about uh, uh, transformations and the need for them on tonight's show. And I'm just very, very happy that Sean has uh, successfully, or I actually, I can't say successfully. We're all, we're all a work in progress, aren't we? So, um, but the the progress you have made up until now has been incredible. And I'm I'm really glad to see it. Work in progress, buddy. I just hit peak today. We're good. We're (laughs) solid. (laughs) We're just, we're taking that bike downhill, but we're 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 taking it in a very uh, low gear, and we're good. I'm supposed we're to fine. supposed to be getting a bike later this week, y'all. Are you an electric one? No, I'm actually going to pedal the thing. So, oh man, I'm thinking about getting an electric one, but I heard you still have to pedal sometimes, and that yeah, I think it's just kind of a off. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you actually charge the battery when you're pedaling in order to be able to use it. So, There's got to be your way around that. Yeah, you should talk to Newt. Newt has an electric bike. I think I'll just stick to the tandem bicycle and let the front person do all the work. <laughs> we could we could work our way back to let, what did we have like a five person uh, podcasting bike? Yeah, the uh, well, I think there were two of them. There was two bikes. Yeah. There was the base bike, which was uh, oh, shit. Who was all on the base bike? That was Bob. No, Bob wasn't on our bike. Bob hated me. Uh, no, <laughs> no, you guys had the base bike. We had the was, best. We had the best Bellamy, friends. Bellamy, Atlantic, Shelty, and Sean. Yeah, and then we had the best. We had the best friends bike, which was me, Jason. Uh, no, it was um, me. It was, it was yeah. It was me, Tom, uh, Matt Bush. But then Bush deflected real quick. He wanted nothing to do with that bike. <laughs> No, it was his. It was his least favorite part of the show. Yeah, I thought even more than Mad Libs. I thought I was just gonna say I thought Mad Libs was his least favorite part. What about the numbers, guys? Forgot about the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually starting to think he didn't like anything about our show. (laughs) (laughs) Except the fact that we got stuck with Schulte. That's why he's so happy about that one. I bet, you, I bet you, man, if they probably would have just had a little more Schulte, we probably would have still had Podcast the Immortals. I'm telling you. That guy's a, he's a wild card for sure. Wild, wild card. You don't have the soundboard. Wild card, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. Uh, there's, a sh- there's a shitload of stuff going on in the world of wrestling. and uh, It doesn't involve. Anything that's going on in the ring. It's it's not. Um, we are finding out more and more what a toxic place the world of wrestling is this week uh, with a lot of the uh, speaking out movement right now going on. Lots of wrestlers um, under fire through this, as they should be. 
Uh, Joey mm-hmm. Ryan uh, is officially, I believe, they're officially closing down Bar Wrestling. Um, he's mm-hmm. been let go. Yeah, he's of, out of Impact. He's been let go of, of Impact for sure. Uh, uh, Dave Christ as well is out over there. Um, uh, Sammy, Sammy Govera. Elgin as well. Elgin as well. Well, you've had locally, you've had uh, First Wrestling like making statements about some of these wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been insane. It's in some of these names like I I, I don't know Jack Gallagher uh, comes out. The whole riddle bit right now is disgusting. Like this guy is he's. I'm sorry I didn't believe you, Sean, when you said he was a piece of garbage. <laughs> I had a feeling. I mean, I didn't know it went that far. I just knew he was he was junk. Yeah, he still is junk. Yeah. Is there any way, I mean, the world of wrestling right now is, is it's a pretty interesting world as is with the no crowds and the one thing that we've been asking for so long is a smaller roster, but it just seems like even that isn't, you know, necessarily doing much for the world of wrestling for entertainment wise. Um, but now all of this comes out, it's going to be very difficult to start watching more and more. Yeah. I mean, the product itself isn't worth watching right now, but now now when you see, like, I don't know. A lot of this stuff has been pretty much known about some of these guys. I mean, a lot of the names that are coming out, you're like, damn. But, like, these old-school wrestlers and just the stories that you've heard. Oh, uh, God, yeah. I mean, they have no problem talking about i mean lawler especially has had no problem and talking about a lot of stuff that he said well it was just us you know boys being boys and and it was joking around and stuff like that and it's like that's not okay it wasn't okay back then and it's really not okay now right but to know that that culture hasn't changed one bit and it's and it's sad. sad it's extremely sad too and especially with the leaps and bounds that we've you know we've made when it's come to the women in professional wrestling, um, yeah. you know, I mean, I was just explaining, we just watched, uh, fighting with my family for the 47th time. It's a kind of a staple in the house here. And, you know, I was just kind of going over with Elisa that, you know, at the end of the movie, it says that, you know, Paige helped moved in that, you know, the women's revolution. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, absolutely. And I told her that, you know, because of that women's revolution, they had a whole, the ladies had a whole pay-per-view, no guys allowed uh, yeah. type of deal, you know, and the headlining WrestleMania and just, I mean, leaps and bounds. Tessa Blanchard was their, was world champion over at Impact. I mean, yeah. which which all feels great, but at the same time, these promoters are still hiring the men mm-hmm. that they that they know have these problems and and have these pasts. Like, yeah, you're you're doing these things for women, but when you're putting the the men that have put these women through some of the things that the the reports have come out and said. You're not doing anything. That's gross. It's just gross. You're not doing anything at all. Just perpetuating them. You're giving them opportunity to continue with their, you know, predatory behavior. Yep. So how do we how how does wrestling bounce back 
from this other than obviously you know creating a list of people who we are just absolutely not going to work with as promoters or have wrestlers on their shows which is fine and that's part of it but that's yeah, that's just, the least. That's, that's just the last it. part of it that I care about. And that's, I mean, that's the least. It's a, I mean, for for one, you know, we have this list. I think what AEW did with Sammy Guevara uh, was extremely smart, with the suspending of him, sending him to sensitivity mm-hmm. trainings. On top of that, all of the money that he would have been making is now going to a women's shelter in Florida. Yep. Uh, and I, I, that's a. To make an example out of somebody by doing something like that, it's a it's a fantastic start, you know. Right. Um, but there's so much more out there. Yeah. Like the world is so fucked so, up right now, and just yeah. the, the whole forward thinking thing is it's so interesting that even in 2020 we're at a complete standstill with forward thinking. So, I, from my from my vantage point is. Uh, I know coming from from a company that is is being very forthright with conversations about other things going on in society right now. I think the one of the most important things that these companies can do is get people in power that aren't there right now. Like there, there's people that don't go by the the, the current code. Maybe even just bring people up from outside of the wrestling world where mm-hmm. they don't have the lens to, or the, the, you know, we'll say the tainted lens of wrestling. You just have somebody that's, that's good in business, that good, that, that understands you can't be having this kind of shit going on in your, in your locker rooms or anywhere out on the road. And you, you just get somebody in there, especially women, women. I mean, Women in power is a huge need in professional wrestling. I mean, we're not talking about Linda McMahon here because she's she's only there in you know name. And again, um, she allows some of these people to work for her company. Right. So there, there's just a need to to change your leadership and your leadership structure, and just get new and different voices in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. For sure. Um, yeah, wow. Good talk, boys. Very good talk. Um, the The product itself right now is, is pretty stagnant for me. Uh, Extreme Rules is coming up. Dolph Ziggler. Did anybody watch Backlash? I did not. About that. No. <laughs> uh, no judgment here i didn't watch it either i did watch i did go back and watch the uh aj styles uh daniel bryan intercontinental championship match i missed that one how was it it was good i mean it went i think 32 34 minutes on a smackdown nice. so it was a good chunk of the show i mean those two you really wouldn't expect to have a, a poor performance and yeah, they, they, they delivered. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so good. Yeah, after watching In Your House, man, it's very difficult for me to kind of watch right now. Um, yeah. I mean, there is something about the crowd that just builds that mystique, man. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's what's really taking it away from me. Even though that they had, you know, uh, superstars in the crowd and stuff like that, which was super cool to have people yelling out stuff at them and making that kind of noise, it's just not the same. I agree, man. Yeah, and so so I haven't really followed up on this story, but they only had the, what, two cases of coronavirus at the Performance Center? Yeah, and they were both crew, not talent, from what I read. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was more trainees than it was anything. Um, but even so, like, uh, I don't go anywhere without my mask. I couldn't imagine being in the ring that close to somebody during that time. Even at work, like in my in my workplace, we do the the old Sistine Chapel rule. You know, where you, yeah. if you reach across, the other person reaches across, you can't touch them. It's all, you're good to go. Fantastic. But it's just, it. The corona is terrifying to me for some weird reason. Well, the weird reason is because it's like People the are biggest dying pandemic from it. Yeah. <laughs> of our lifetime. And it's so, I mean, it, it's been around for what, eight months and we still know so little about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it, it's definitely, it, it should scare people. And I think the <laughs> problem you're, is you're not right. scaring a lot of people. No. Well, it's because you have people being vocal about fake doctors. notes, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's it's just a, a very peculiar society we live in when, when science is looked at as uh, objectionable, right? right? And when and I, I agree with you, Stubby. The the whole kind of especially when you look at some of these matches when it's like triple threat tag team matches and and stuff like that, where like you really have to trust that your opponents are are being as safe as you are, right? And I know that before uh, before this whole coronavirus at the performance center, they weren't doing a whole lot of extensive testing on the the performers. Whereas AEW was very upfront and and very um, uh, progressive in their testing strategy, and they they were I think they still are are testing on a on a basis of when they arrived they. They take get tested if they don't pass or if they're having any symptoms. They they don't get to perform. And WWE, I don't believe, was in that uh, same category. Yeah, no, they they definitely were not. Um, so it's crazy, but uh, we have another pay per view coming up where it doesn't seem like many people are going to be watching. Um, I don't know. Uh, Heyman gets let you go. Know. It's it's never been though. I mean, yeah, this is different and everything's going on. But between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, how many great pay per views historically have there been? Are you talking like I mean between like the Just, in be- the in betweens? Yeah, the, the in between WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Uh, back back in the nineties when they only used to have in your house like once or twice a year. <laughs> when is when is Money in the Bank typically? Oh God, that's a good question. Uh, I feel like it might be an outlier, but I don't know. That it, might be after SummerSlam. It's usually I thought that Money in the Bank was was summertime ish. Um, Money in the Bank. 
2020. May 10th. March 10th. Yeah, it already happened. It just happened. (laughs) That's right. That was the one in the... This is how much it's gotten out of control, man. (laughs) Yeah. This is so like, I would say, like I'd say Money in the ago. Bank would qualify as a watchable one. Yeah. That's where Becky gave up her championship. Yeah. Was the raw after. It was. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I will agree that some of these... Uh, I guess Jono was never a big fan of pay-per-views that had a match's name as the title of it. Um, I wasn't... You I'm not either. You aren't either, but I think something like Elimination Chamber I get a little excited for. Um, I would love it if that was all the matches. But then you put on, yeah. you do Elimination Chamber, and they have two Elimination Chamber matches, and then you know seven other ones. Yeah. I guess the only one, the only exception for me is the Royal Rumble. Well, Rumble was considered one of the big four. I considered the Rumble as one of the big four. Yeah, but it's named after the match, the Royal Rumble. The pay-per-view is named after the match. Well, so is Survivor so Series. That's what I'm saying. What's that? And so is Survivor Series. Yeah, for like one year. <laughs> Aren't they all called Survivor Series matches? For one year, it was like for the first like three years, and then they went way off schedule off of that one. Yeah. Just but I mean, you're right. Survivor. The Royal Rumble is only two matches on the whole card survivor series nowadays is only a couple car a couple matches on the entire card but I, I still i mean it's still one of the big four as much as right can can fall short i'm just saying for they're the only exceptions to them i don't like hell in a cell pay-per-view i don't like uh tables ladders and chairs an elimination chamber the only exception for me is the Royal Rumble. Yeah. 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 Because the Royal Rumble is the best pay-per-view of the year. Uh, have you guys caught any of the uh, uh, the last couple episodes of Last Ride? No. I haven't. I know that. Uh, did they just hear the fifth? Final. They are the fifth and final, and uh, spoiler alert, since it's all over social medias already, uh, at the end of it, Taker uh, essentially has said that he's done. Yeah, I saw that all over the place. Uh, way to way to kind of put it out there. On You know, it's a great thing for their viewership, have him retire at the end of the series. Yep. It's pretty smart. Good for him. He's, he's earned it at this point. Oh, I don't believe it. But he's earned it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just takes what another uh, ten million dollar payday. Best Royal Rumble ever, or whatever the right. hell they're gonna do. Just next. takes another Saudi payday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, they're not gonna be able to do that this year, are they? No, travel restrictions probably. I'm sure Trump will let them. <laughs> Trump will flip the bill. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why I laughed at that. It's probably true. It probably mm-hmm. is more than likely. I'm a Hall of Famer. We can make this happen. Uh, this is essential. <laughs> Wrestling is essential. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you guys have a favorite incarnation of uh, of the World Championship belt? I know we've always said the big, uh, the the Gold Eagle belt. Um, and somebody put something. Oh, I thought you were talking about the 
WCW. No, 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 no. Sorry. The the. Oh, I love the big gold belt. The the big gold the big gold belt was always fun. I always thought that that thing looked like it weighed about seventy two pounds. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like what a championship belt should look like. Right. Uh, that front friggin- that front plate being about the size of a, a serving plate for a seventy two ounce yeah. steak and. Looks like a Volkswagen on the front of somebody. <laughs> um, uh, somebody put up some uh, a picture of the the winged eagle belt, and the first thing they said was, "Who's the first person you think of when you think of that belt?" Bret Hart. Maddie. Um, shoes. Shoes. Shoes, <laughs> shoes never held that belt. Yeah, she was, he might have. You know. Might have. You, you don't, don't know. know. You don't know. <laughs> of all of, of all of our friends, would you doubt shoes to have held that belt? Come on. I mean, who do you consider friends? Is Matfield still a friend? <laughs> who? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's out for sure. No, he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. I mean, for holding that belt, though. Uh, shoes would take care of him in a minute. Shoes would, <laughs> shoes would wipe the floor with, with Madfield, I think. But then what if you had Shoes versus Dan Bobian? Oh, that's not, that's not fair. Dan Bobian and Eric Wentling. Bobian would just put him in like a claw and it would be over. Okay, so now Bobian's our new champion. Uh, and he does. And he doesn't even break from his drink. He's just clawing it with one hand and still sipping on the booze on the other. Pounding something from Blackstack and the other. Okay, so Stone, so Stone Cold Black, uh, Stone Cold Dan Bobian uh, is. I mean, Stone Cold's a good good call on the Winged Eagle Belt too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stone Cold Dan Bobian now has to go up against Panda Pete. Oh man. And Pete skips leg day, though, so. That is true. I don't know. Man, I'm still going Bobian. All right, so we got a long title reign here for Stone Cold Dan Bobian. Stone Cold Dan Bobian now has to take on uh, uh, Jason Douglas. Bobian. Okay. Uh, wow, this dude's got hella. Well, that wasn't really fair. He's got hella reins. Okay. Uh, Stone Cold Dan Bobian now has to go up against Ben Quam. Um, Quam wins. They shake hands afterwards and form an ally like a partnership. <laughs> It's the industry, boys, and they're going to recruit you. <laughs> yeah, we're going to call ourselves the industry. That's it. Nice. <laughs> That's our stable. I never realized okay. that. Yeah, I got uh, I got cats who work at breweries all over the damn place, all over I this mean, network. Douglas used to be. Uh, shoes technically still is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, dang. Yeah, I don't even know what McCarthy does. So. <laughs> if, we, if we were the industry, by design. We, we'd probably bring shoes in as like our slick. Yeah, would he'd he be, be a slick good, or would he be, he be your Virgil? 
Shoes would not make a good mouthpiece. Have you heard that guy talk? <laughs> Culture Cast Radio. Talk? Culture Cast Radios, <laughs> Thursdays. Exactly, my brother. I have heard the slickster talk. <laughs> I mean, you already have Bobian and, and Quam there, too. I suppose right. you don't really need a, another like mouthpiece. and Flair. Right? Oh, man. Let's just, yeah, all right. Well, now I got to start drawing some stuff up. Be, be good. Yeah, because now now Quam has the belt with the industry in his corner. Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. Shit. Well, I mean, Matt and I have been tag team champions twice. Maybe we can give you yeah. guys a run for. We your might money. have to reform and yeah. and get some recruits. Wow. That then for the intro, I could say that we won the belts three times. Once and in then si- we, once and in then 60- we win them off of you guys, me and Bobian. So then we hold all the gold, and we're like <laughs> Matt's favorite uh, or Stubby. One of you guys' favorite thing is when the faction holds all the gold. That's this guy. <laughs> all of a sudden, the industry's covering gold. You guys have a I mean, gold dripping in gold, just dripping in it. Twenty-four carat. Uh, I love factions who have all the gold. I don't know why, man. It just it's I, for me. It's the sign of a good faction. Where if all your guys can be good enough to carry all that gold, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you have the one guy who doesn't have the gold, it just seems awkward. Sorry, Xbox. <laughs> hey, he held the Intercontinental Belt quite a few times. He had that European once or twice too, huh? Yeah, European. Euro Intercontinental, probably. Yeah, and then uh, Naked Midian. Took well, I don't think he was ever a Euro Continental champion. I don't think I he don't was think either. So either. I think there's only been like three of them. Hey, he's, two, yeah. he's a two-time anal ripping champion is what he is. Hold on. I'm going to look it up and quiz you guys. Do it. Make some that, noise. I know that he's, yeah, he's held that, he's held the tag strap a couple of times too, huh? All right. WWE. Eurocontinental. I think there was only three. I believe it was Kurt Angle. I believe Val Venus did it. And I William Regal and uh, D'Lo Brown. D'Lo, D'Lo Brown, Brown was the first. And D'Lo William Brown Regal was also another one. It wasn't Al Snow it too? Jeff Jarrett was the second. He beat D'Lo. Okay. Angle was the third. The the cool thing about Delos too is like when he would come out, they would just announce different places in Europe that he was actually called. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, RVD. What? And I think he was the last one. Huh. Huh. I was way off then. And X Pac has never held the Intercontinental Championship. Well, he should have. He did have the European champion twice. He was a light, light heavyweight light champion, champion twice. Yep. Cruiserweight champion once. The tag champion four times. Sean. He named his partners. Yeah, I was going to say, Sean, let's go back and forth. You can start it. Start what? Uh, Xbox X- tag partners that he was champion with. He's got three of them. Oh, we've already done this. Well, I mean, name all three or should I just name one? Name them all. All right, it's Kane. It's um, let's see. Did I say Kane? <laughs> oh, we can say Kane because he held it with him twice. Okay. All right. 
There's two left. Two out of the three. Damn. Uh, just incredible. Nope. Oh, yeah, I'm out. Bob, Bob Sparkplug Holly. He's correct. Two right. down, one to go. This one... Um, Leaf Cassidy? <laughs> I'm... I almost want to give it to you for for optics, but it was Marty Janetti. Oh, damn it. Damn it, damn it. I should have picked the other rocker. <laughs> Were they the new rockers? Yeah, Leaf Cat. No, it was Leaf Cassidy, who was Al Snow. Oh, okay. Uh, and Janetti. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Before Janetti went batshit crazy posting all these pictures of his escapades all over. Facebook. How come nobody hasn't said anything about Janetti? Just floors me with the amount of shit that that dude posts. I think yeah. he's already. I think he's dug himself a big enough hole that really no one cares about it at this yeah. point. It's to that well, point. Just yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's got. He's got no power at this point. Like he's he's kind of like yeah. It's one of those things where you know he's kind of lost it. Where don't even worry about Janetti. Just check in on him every once in a while. <clears throat> I loved the Rockers growing up, man. Uh, Me they had, too. They had some of my favorite gear growing up, too. Uh, legitimately, like, they had those bandanas that they tied around their wrist, and then so during the summer I used to tie a bandana around my wrist all the time. Mm, I never tied the bandana around my wrist. That was my pastor, but I oftentimes <laughs> had one around my wrist. Both of them, in fact. Uh, anyways. Oh man. <laughs> did you guys answer? Did you guys answer um, my one, two, three cents when they said who was your, what was your favorite wrestling gear growing up? Oh or no, I did wrestling not. Wrestling tag team gear or something? Um, I said demolition. <laughs> did they get? No, on what it? was your favorite tag team growing up? And I said demolition. And then they, and then the next day he said, okay, what was your favorite stable growing up? And I said demolition. Because <laughs> they had three of them at one point. That's a stable. They had three. In the, they had three in Fuji, man. That's definitely a stable. Yeah. Because yeah, what's his nuts couldn't before. wrestle. Axe. Axe couldn't wrestle. Axe couldn't wrestle. Uh, I watched part of that documentary, that three hundred and fifty days documentary. Uh, some of those cats look rough. Uh, Axe was in it uh, himself, and oh man. Oh boy! Oh boy! He wasn't looking great towards the end of his run as an active wrestler. You know what really drove me nuts about that too was like if you couldn't tell the obvious difference between Axe and Smash. Just, well, yeah, one had silver face paint, and the other had red and white. Fuck the face paint! Axe had slicked back short hair. Mm-hmm. Smash? He looked a lot like the Repo Man. Sma- no, that was Smash that looked a lot like the Repo Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Smash. <laughs> I never, I can't get those. See, two. look at you already I, mixing them up. That's because I always put their masks on when I play with the action fi- figures. <laughs> do you, do you, Why do you have a mask? Do you put your mask on, too, when you do? Uh, wait, you guys know that their action figures came with the masks, yeah, right? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you... You wore the mask while you were playing with them. Oh, those things are tiny. They wouldn't fit me. <laughs> well, that's because I figured you had gone out and bought your own from the Leather Daddy shop. Yeah, I thought you had a. I, I thought you had a, a DIY demolition outfit. 
Teen DIY. <laughs> no, I did not go with all Ross and friends. Making your own your own studded uh, belts and studded. what have you. It's making what? a paste. It was, um. it was rhinestoned. <laughs> <laughs> Get your bedazzler out for your trunks. I want to know. I want to. I cheap ass Legion of Doom copying them. I I really want to know. Like when Demolition first got their gear and they wore it down to the ring, like there must have been at least three or four people who were just like, "Huh? Are we?" Yeah, uh, until they saw like the finisher where they chop his head off with the elbow, and then they're like, "Yeah, they're executioners." I get it. They're not because they had an executioner. There yeah, but they were an guy. extension. <laughs> <laughs> and there's your, there's your faction. <laughs> why didn't they Why didn't they roll with that? They were not BDSM. <laughs> but they spoke to that community. They so did. Come on, man. Axing and smashing? Smashing and axing? <laughs> yeah. What do you Here think of the axing and smashing? It's chopping people's the... heads off. Smasher. Called him the smasher. smasher. That's because they had to rhyme with walking disaster. (laughs) Then they had natural disasters. They weren't very creative back in the late eighties, were they? Right, and then like for the natural disasters, you have an earthquake, and then you're like, well, we had this dude who drove a tugboat everywhere. What should we make him? Oh, a typhoon. He likes the water. Yeah, typhoon. That sounds good. They should have added more. Yeah. Like what else? The hurricane. Oh wait. No, well, they uh, did. They had the Texas tornado already. <laughs> they did. Oh, There's yeah, a faction I'm right the there. Well, I think the hurricane might be a little young. Still at the time. Still, that's <laughs> what I'm. I'm making a faction: hurricane, Texas tornado, earthquake, and typhoon. Volcano. Volcanoes erupting, brother. It could have been who else? I mean, we had the Blazer. Wasn't there Johnny Tsunami? Wasn't there that guy at one point in time? We had uh, Avalanche. No, that was Earthquake's move. That was the Earthquake, actually, as well. Yeah. (laughs) NWC. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah, NWC. Double rolls. Yeah, before he. uh, Glacier. Oh, there's Glacier. Glacier's not a natural disaster. Time out. What if you have Glacier? I'm going to start. The melting of the Glacier is a natural disaster. I'm going to, yeah, go ahead and watch his career. I'll let you watch something melt pretty (laughs) damn quick there, friend. (laughs) Uh, Disasters. uh, All right, I'm going to start you off with two. You guys can go from there. Glacier, The Rock. Who else joins this faction? Hmm. You're just talking about natural formations. Yeah. Yeah, Geological formations. Let's see. Was there. uh... And for our fan, and and also for our fans who are listening to this and and the people who listen to us, create one yourself and send it off to us, man. So we create a faction. Just get four people, put them all together, and they have to. There has to be some sort of rhyme or reason for it as well. You know what? Because I like puzzles, create one that goes together, but make it very subtle and Let and have guess. me try, have us try to figure out yeah. what the connection is. Yeah. 
I mean, ours are not very subtle, but you're not working with the brightest crayons <laughs> over here. So. What about Ken Shamrock? You think of a third fucking geological formation. Does it have to? Or can he just be nature? Can we put Ken Shamrock in there? <laughs> Shamrock. <laughs> Shamrock. <laughs> I'm in oh, the shit. Damn. What about Bork Laser? No? Man, this is that shouldn't be one. that difficult because you, you gotta figure. Is there a wrestler there. called Coral Reef. <laughs> yeah, I think that was one of Ed Leslie's characters in WCW. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit! Yeah, I'm gonna give up on this faction. All right, uh, who's got another one? Mm. Oh wait. Ask the dog. I'm going back to that faction. Yeah. I get stone cold. (laughs) I'll let it I'll let it play. (laughs) All right, now I'm done with that faction. (laughs) Goodness, yeah, I can't uh, I can't even think of it. Let's see. Um, I'm going with I'm going with double double J and triple H. Ooh, double J, Triple H, uh, JBL. There you go. HBK. That works. That'll play. I mean, if we're we're going like same initials, though. We have, what do we have? Jason Jordan. Well, we got, right. Uh, you can play it either way. We were going with just abbreviated. Yo, yeah. du- double A. Double A. Double A. Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Brie Bella. Does that asshole TJ Perkins work out? TJP. That's what he went by. Nice Mega, work. You Mega TJP now? Yeah, something like that. I don't think it matters. What if I have Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, and Panda Pete in a faction? Oh, jeez, man. And the British uh, Bulldog. Kai and Chai? And the British Bulldog. Oh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well that makes a difference. <laughs> wow. Okay. Kai and Chai no longer fits. Panda wow. Pete, British Bulldog. Oh, we're going with animals. Ricky the okay, Dragon, Okay, that's Steamboat. the connection. I jumped up. What about the, uh, yeah, you did. Gun on that one. What about what about the big dog? Is that? I mean, that's just a nickname, though. Yeah, so it was British Bulldog, though. Yeah, I guess that was Davy Boy. And so it was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, as well as Panda Pete. I'm pretty sure that his first name. Would their manager be the Weasel? There you go. There you go. Killer bees join up. I can't think of. <laughs> The British Bulldog without thinking. I mean, you have the Birdman. Oh, God, yeah, you have to have Coco Beware in that. Come on. For sure. The muscle of high energy. Coco High Coco. energy. <laughs> Man, there's got to be like a million of these. Uh, junkyard Dog. Well, shit, we'll just have George the Animal Steel be the guy who runs it all. Yep. 
These are good. These are fun. Yeah, if any of our uh, any anybody listening, you guys come up with one or two or seven, just throw them on our way, and we'll uh, we'll definitely take a look at it for sure. Holy cow! You just got lightened up a lot in there. <clears throat> oh, look at that! My camera finally works. Ah, oh, dang! Nice. Uh, I see. What else do you kids want to talk about? Uh, you guys, Wrestling? I think I talked about this last week, and I think we we kind of overviewed it a little bit. Um, uh, with the 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 roundtable and the super show, uh, Hemphill asked me a question along the lines of, "What pay per view should you have on in the background if you're just going to be dicking around doing something else?" Uh, some of your guys' thoughts on pay per views to have in the background. I'll tell you what, man. I am. I am terrible at that kind of stuff. If I have something in the background, I'm constantly distracted. I can't. Oh, really? Yeah. It. I can. Amy did her schoolwork with like TV shows on and stuff like that, but I am so easily distracted with the TV on. It's probably why I don't really care for the TV all that much, but uh, I'm one of those guys where if I'm flipping through the channels and like TNT has like freaking Demolition Man on or something, I'll stop and just start watching it. Like, I just immediately get drawn in. I can't have background, otherwise there, it becomes the foreground. Matt, I think we're we're figuring this out, that it has nothing to do with BDSM. It just has to do with the word demolition, and he's hey, Demolition, in. man's awesome. He's, he's all <laughs> in. <laughs> were the, did I hear that they are thinking about making a sequel? Demolition well, Man. They, they, they made a sequel to everything else. They have been they've been thinking about that for years. They just can't get like they just can't get Jesse Ventura to sign on. May eighth, two thousand twenty. Oh, missed. They that have one. a release date. Release date. Is that right? Sylvester Stallone announcing Demolition Man two is in the works. <laughs> I think Sylvester Stallone is just determined to redo all of his movies. We need an over-the-top sequel. Oh, my God. Yes, we do. We need to know what the three seashells do. That's a good call. I thought that you just kind of scooped your ass with them. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But that's... uh... I mean, we should get a play-by-play demonstration in in the sequel. Oh God! Would you rather Would you rather it be Stallone or uh, Snipes? Oh. And what? Sandy Bullock is not an option here. God damn it! Uh, can I take Rob Schneider for the win? <laughs> nice. I, there's no There's no good answer here, considering that. The only food they have to eat there is fucking Taco Bell. That's true. Oi. So. Oh, man. Uh, the bar in Goodview, Minnesota, uh, has now offered up a new drink. Sean, uh, Matt, uh, a loaded up PBR coffee. Oh, I saw that. <clears throat> um, I'm lactose intolerant. Didn't we have one of those? Uh, well, check this out. Can I bring those to yeah, the studio? This is, this is like a root beer float. Check this out. You oh. need PBR coffee poured over ice with chocolate syrup and whipped cream, 
a wafer straw, mini donuts on top of it, and a mini muffin. No, I'm out. That is far too much sugar for one. You know, I can handle four or five monster energy drinks, but <laughs> that thing there sounded atrocious. You're on, you're on pizza, pizza liquid diet. Dehydrated, fam. I just, uh, <laughs> I just sent you guys a picture of it. It's on its way. Uh, yeah, this thing looks ridiculous. Um, I you I will... saw this, but I guess I thought it was ice cream, but that's probably the whipped cream. That's that probably I saw. the whipped cream that you saw. But man, this would definitely be this would be a one drinker for me. There's no chance in hell I could drink multiples of these. I always mix whipped cream and ice cream up. I tried to do a whipped cream bikini, and I did ice cream instead, and it was the worst outcome ever. <laughs> was it? Was it for your own uh, enjoyment or somebody else's? Well, I just wanted to see if it worked. Did you put? Okay. The, did, where did you put the cherries? Oh, everything just slid off. <laughs> you didn't use your twenty-one dollar cherries, did you? No. Oh my god, <laughs> those are good though. Tell us about these men. So. Uh, Made a Manhattan over the weekend and wanted to get like as fancy as we could, I guess. So we wanted those dark maraschino cherries that always come in the Manhattan. So I think they're called Luxardo. 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 Yeah. (laughs) We found some Luxardo ones at Haskell's and it was $21 for the jar of those. And the jar was probably like the size of a lowball or something. Um, but they're damn good. They're Are like they, 21. They brandied for bourbon? Um, I don't know. They're sticky as hell and they stain everything, but they're really good. Oh, no, they're not. They're original maraschino cherries. Hey, let's go back to Stallone. Yeah. Made in Italy. Let's go. A movie... A movie of his besides Over the Top and one that hasn't already been remade, which Stallone movie would you remake? Cliffhanger. Oh, Matthew. So wait. Oh, that's See, a that's a great one. Yeah. Not not remake, sequel, I guess. Oh yeah, sequel? I do, Cliffhanger was awesome. That's a that's a fabulous you need, film. you need to but you need to come up with a a villain as good as Lithgow. Which is not going to be easy, hmm. but I, I think that's probably my answer. I'm sticking with that. God, Lithgow is so good. Uh, mm. Can I name movies that I don't care for? Uh, like <laughs> Daybreak. Yeah, as long as you don't say Cobra. <laughs> so, what is uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? Is that going to be your answer? Oh, that will yeah. not be my answer. I want to. Did you say Tango and one. Cash, Stubby? No, no, I said Daybreak. That would be a good one. Oh, oh Daybreak was awful. That movie was terrible. Tango and Cash would be another good one. Tango and Cash would be fantastic. I'd love to see that one. That's a great film too. Uh, I gotta go back to the uh, the stylings of uh, Stallone here. Did you guys ever see? There's a movie out. I don't think many people saw it, but it's called Shade. Um, Stallone was in it. And he was. Mm-hmm. He was. It was a great uh, poker movie. Um, a lot of fun. Really cool. Go check that one out for sure. Um, 
Let's Are you going to say the 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 adult film he starred in? Need that sequel? Was that that was yank my fucking the party at Kitty and Studs? Oh, I thought that was yank my fucking blue jeans, but that must be something somebody else I was thinking of. Is Daybreak the one where he's the town cop? That's Copland. Oh yeah, 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 Copland. That'd be a good one. Judge Dredd. I'd love to see a sequel to Judge Dredd. Yeah. I think Demolition. I, I think, am the law. I think Demolition Man is where it's at, man. That might be it. We've already got that one in the works. Fuck a the Cobra. Cobra's awesome, dude. Nighthawks. Yeah, this is what I saw, Stubby. I thought that was ice cream. Yeah, that's just way too much. I don't even like donuts. <laughs> you don't? Oh. No. Yeah, okay. Especially, <laughs> I see they are cake donuts, so that's even worse. So, Shawnee, uh, when you get If back, you had to have a donut, then what, what variety would you have? Oh, there's a good it question. It depends if you consider them donuts, like the... The only ones I really like are apple fritters or that maple, like that maple swirl thing. No. Maple swirl thing. It's like a, it looks like a cinnamon roll, but it's got maple on top of it. Oh, shit. Oh, sure. Okay. Stubby? Stubby, you got a favorite donut? Yo, uh, this sounds so dumb, but Cub Foods does fried cinnamon rolls. Uh, and they usually chop those bad boys with either chocolate or uh, white frosting. Um, it, it, I, when I go shopping in the morning to Cub, and I can say this because I know AA doesn't listen to this show, but usually <laughs> if I go shopping by myself in the morning to Cub, we usually have a toll donut on the way home. Nice. Uh, they they are oh they are something else, man. They are fantastic. The other donuts that I used to love, my buddy Dave, uh, his dad owned a diner in St. Paul, and he would make fresh-made donuts every morning. It was just, oh, they were so good. I've always been a savory over a sweet person, especially in the morning for breakfast. Mm. Yeah, yeah, man. We've been I do I love me a an old-fashioned. Okay. Um, and specifically... The uh, the bakery that that did our our wedding cake, Thirsty Whale. Thirsty Whale. They uh, they they're only open Wednesday through Sunday. Oh shit! And they they do like their staple donuts. They have probably like fifteen of their donuts that are always on the menu, and then they'll do a daily special. Ooh. And we're always looking at these daily specials and like trying to figure out which one's the best, and. You know, they go from a dollar per donut up to like three dollars for like the the super special fancy ones. Mm-hmm. And I just uh, I just started getting a, a, the single dollar uh, lemon poppy seed old fashioned, and there, there's got to be something extraordinary on their menu that's going to make me kind of sway from that because it's it's just fantastic. Like this last. Um, this last week we went and they, um, they shut down for a couple weeks cause they were, they're in a, in North Minneapolis and, and anybody that's uh, familiar with the layout of, uh, Minneapolis and kind of what's been going on recently, 
um, they decided to, uh, you know, take precautions and, and shut down shop for a, for a couple weeks. Um, that just so happened to correspond with uh, National Donut Day, which is on June 5th. And they had uh, collaborated with Dangerous Man Brewing mm-hmm. to do a uh, cherry limeade ale. So Dangerous Man was closing the week before. So they released the, the limeade ale on, I think it was like May 29th. So Julie and I went and picked up the limeade ale. And we patiently sat on that can until a Thirsty Whale opened and they had their uh, cherry limeade old-fashioned. So if anybody's familiar with like the, the cherry old-fashioned where it's the cherry is baked into the cake and then they glaze it and they put a little lime uh, drizzle over the top of it. Yeah, man, they have that as kind of a, a staple now for a little bit, but... It's it's nothing, man. This this we picked up one of those and uh, one of the the lemon poppy seeds each over the weekend, and that's that's been what I've been picking up the last four times we've gone there. And Julie finally got herself one, and she she ate hers on was it Sunday morning, and she's like, "Hey, this uh, this lemon poppy seeds." It's pretty good, like, <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, by so. the way, I'm not sharing this lemon poppy seed right now. <laughs> you guys, uh, I, I've recently, um, I've, <laughs> the there's a local uh, grocery store uh, to my home here. Uh, Sean, you might know it. Jensen's down on Foley. Yep. Um, oh. I picked up some of their chicken salad the other day, and it's so freaking good. Um, but they've got this chips and dip. Uh, they have like their house-made kettle chips, and then this taco dip. I've been—I'm not kidding. I've been plowing through so much of that stuff; it's been insane. And you can't take me away from taco dip if I get around it. It's—it's it's gone. It's, so it's not—it's—it's it's a meal for me. You get me a tray of taco dip. The uh, the one thing too uh, that I wanted to try and and because I know that um, Sean and I are such advocates for um, sausage biscuits. Uh, I had mm-hmm. I, 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 I had stopped by uh, Panera to pick up some some bread the other day because I was making folded egg sandwiches at home for the breakfast. And uh, we've hell got, yeah, we've got a Burger King nearby. Uh, and I stopped at the Burger King for a hot tick, uh, just because toll sandwich. Hello. You wanted to see if Legion of Doom was there. I had to, you know, if I didn't, I'd be doing a disservice to somebody, but, uh, yeah. I had one of their biscuits and to say that I was disappointed is definitely a, it's a, oh, it's an understatement. I pull. Uh, Burger King sausage biscuits are terrible. So that being said, Sean, when you return to studio, I think we should have mm-hmm. a sausage biscuit. Uh, oh hell yeah! Taste test comparisons. <laughs> I am down for any kind of taste test. Um, well, I, are, I will admit I did have a very good holiday breakfast sandwich this morning. You did, or you did not? I did. Yeah, it was sausage. Bacon, 
pepper jack cheese. Is that the one on the pretzel bun? On the pretzel. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a guilty pleasure for this guy for sure. That one's so good. So Julie was feeling feeling like grilling out the last last week and so I finally brought out the uh, the acorn um, I have a little just tiny little portable grill that I've been using because we're only just doing like a single burger each or something like that and if I ever want to use our big grill we have to like move vehicles around but this last week we had a pound of uh, just ground beef and I took a uh, took we had some old Canadian style bacon, Ooh. so I just chopped that up really finely, um, chopped up some jalapenos, and I just mixed it all into a single pat or two patties. Threw that on the grill. Threw a slice of Swiss cheese on that bad boy. Holy buckets! Did that turn out awesome? That sounds amazing. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah, it does. A guy from work uh, smokes his own bacon at home, and uh, he went to smoke it, and then turns out uh, it it turns out that he uh, he legitimately overcooked it. He said that he looked, and his uh, his smoker was at four hundred, and his bacon was at like two fifty. Oh Jesus! Yeah, he was pretty disappointed about that. Uh, so what uh, what he did was they took it and then they just shredded it like you would beef. And he said they had barbecued bacon, like shredded bacon sandwiches. Hmm. Oh, that sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds really good. I hate to wreck that bacon, though. <laughs> right? Uh, I've tried the new uh, Johnsonville... Uh, uh, sausage strips uh that is like bacon uh but it legitimately is sausage pretty damn tasty man yeah i do love me a sausage sandwich i just sent you guys the fried the the folded egg sammy that we made that i uh made the other day uh and you could see the the insides there, that's not bacon. That's actually sausage in it. Pretty dang tasty, I tell you. I tell you. I'm waiting tell for it. A um, uh, little house uh, house cleaning here for 40 Podcast Network. We had a big day uh, today being Tuesday. We had a big day for releases today. Uh, brand new Twins and Losses. Go check that out uh, with our friends Pete and Dan. Where it's funny because they... Their discussion this week was whether or not they should have a baseball season. And then, sure enough, news came out that they're talking about a 60-game season. So go check out and listen to their... Uh, the players, I think, shot that down. Oh, did they? They, they did today. No, so they went back to the original um, proposal, which the, the players had post, posed. Gotcha. I think that's what they've agreed on. Awesome. Sweet, sweet. So, uh, yeah, definitely go check out the new Twins and Losses. Uh, brand new Sounds Good dropped today, too, with Ben Quam. Uh, definitely recommend you guys to take a listen to that. Um, a very emotional episode, very powerful episode, and I, I can't thank Ben Quam enough uh, for coming in and uh, having the concept for the episode and, and, and laying it down. It was a, 
an emotional day during uh, recording. It was even more emotional editing it. And uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, please, please, please check it out and share it. It's it's definitely something that we need right now. Yeah, without a doubt, man. It's uh, you had uh, shared with Sean and I a couple clips uh, from the show, um, and to just to to hear those and then then hear him like putting the entire episode together um it was i I told you this earlier i i had trouble getting through it and i didn't have to say anything like this uh ben kwam um has been very very vocal about um the the progress we all need to make as a, as a species and as specifically as a country and a community. Um, and he was able to kind of, uh, tie some anthems, some, some, uh, you know, some, some protest songs as he puts it protest. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. protest anthems, uh, to specific names to people that, you have probably a lot of people you've probably heard of and maybe a couple that you haven't, but regardless, um, they all deserve to be known and to be understood and to have justice. And this is, uh, this is one small way to help get their names out. And, um, like you said, it's just, it's very powerful to, to sit and kind of, be there, be present for that episode. Yeah, definitely recommended for sure. Uh, Johnny, did you see that sandwich? What do you think? If that thing's amazing, dude. Uh, yeah, that's that sausage. That's not bacon in there. Believe that. Believe that. That's crazy. That's so good. Um, great show tonight. Really good. Uh, I cannot even begin to tell you uh, how much I. Uh, I'm ecstatic to see you boys. I missed you ridiculously. I can't wait to see you in person. Um, it's been far too long. Far too long. Uh, uh, Bring Jail Radio, 4D Podcast Production, on your talent. Sean Lil, Sean Lil. Name's so good, you got to say it twice. Um, Maddie Atlantic, myself, WJ Finest. Uh, Maddie and I, at least on the Twitters, at Maddie underscore Atlantic, at W Two Cents collectively. We're all at Ring underscore Generals. Whoa. Jeez. Um, nice push. There's a bear down here. Um, uh, Sean, uh, uh, you can find him uh, on some of the social means uh, if he lets you. Uh, six days before cats can, well, six or seven or however long it takes me to edit this guy. Uh, days until cats can check us yet again. What should they be watching or listening to until then? I'll just echo what you said, uh, Stubby. I, I I can't think of a better uh, thing to kind of recommend right now than uh, Ben Quam's um, "Sounds Good" episode from from this week. Um, it's it's just very relevant, relevant, very poignant, and and very necessary. Absolutely, and uh, also uh, the the playlist for. Uh for this month sounds good is also on Spotify on the 40 podcast networks, uh, Spotify page. Just look for the, the number four, the letter D podcast network. Um, and you can find the playlist for the whole show as well. So it's, it's definitely amazing. Yeah, this has been a, 
this has been quite an interesting show. Thanks for sticking around with us. We talked about a little bit of wrestling on our wrestling podcast and then uh, a whole lot of other stuff. But uh, and you guys may have recommended this last week when I was off. I have been busy. I'm sorry. I've not had a chance to listen. Um, but I would recommend uh, staying along the same vein here. Uh, go watch Dave Chappelle's 846. Oh, God, yeah. That is on YouTube. It's a little over 20 minutes long, but it is absolutely uh, fantastic. And it's raw. I mean, Dave is raw in this one. And um, I can't imagine. I mean, we're us three were so fortunate to not have to have that stuff like so personal and have you know we don't have to live that and, and he does and and uh, black people do and fuck man it, it's got stuff's got to change. We got it's got to change now. We, we've had four hundred years to change this shit. And um, I mean, you listen to Dave, and he just gets so. There's a couple parts in there where he just gets so angry, but it's not like. It's not hurtful angry. It's like a frustrated anger. It's a righteous anger. And it's. I, I mean, it's just it's it's. Uh, really eye-opening to watch and just put kind of we we can't put i can't put myself in his shoes i can't put myself in in any of these family's shoes or anything like that but we need to do better and we need to uh, especially white people we need to do better this isn't a black and white thing this is a human thing and we yeah. and it's not going to Black people have been asking for this to be changed for 400 years. It's our time as as white allies, brothers, sisters, friends, neighbors. It's our time to step up for them because they they need us to. Yeah. We all need us to. Yeah, I, I kind of just want to piggyback. I, I, I think this was rather poignant. Um, Conan O'Brien the last couple of weeks has been converting he obviously he's been doing his shows from home uh but he's had had he's highlighting black voices and and basically just letting them get what's off their chest and the i think it was with w kamal bell that he was talking where he, he he realized that if society is better for black people it's better for everybody it's not if you're making society better for for that group of people, it's going to improve for everybody. So it's not mm-hmm. you. You can look at it as being a selfish person. Like if you want what's better for your kids, look to improve life for those people or that are that are less uh, less appreciated, that more disenfranchised than you. So there's there's a lot of work to be done, and I think that. Uh, it's it's just it starts on an individual basis. You have to admit that there's work to be done within yourself, and then you can kind of move forward. Absolutely, um, couldn't couldn't have uh, said it better myself. I think that we all need to continue to listen, and we all need to continue to learn, and we all need to continue to educate ourselves. And as Sean said, we need to do better. Um, 
continues the main thing. Like, it's nice that people are saying stuff right now, and it's it's. You know, this, this isn't something that's just going to pass by. Like this isn't going to be. And and we keep and and as white people, we keep letting it pass by. And that's kind of we do. It, it. I mean, it, it's a much deeper and long long lasting uh, example. But it, it's just like these school shootings and these this violence and stuff. Like everybody's an advocate at the moment, and then we just let it go. And especially with racism, we've been letting it go we for so long. I, as, a, as a nation, we can no longer just sweep this under the rug. It's, 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 as you said, it's been far too long. It's been far too Jack long. Jack agrees. Somebody rang my doorbell, and I'm going to go, go talk kick, to those people, I think. Go kick their <laughs> ass, man. Go get I need hell. to just take the wire out of that thing. Give them help, but no, I agree. It's it's. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a ring doorbell if you want it. <laughs> you yeah, can actually good, see yeah. who's there. Um, but, but regardless, uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and I want to let Sean go uh, take yeah, care I'm of whatever's at his front door until the end of this. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, All right, brother, we love you. Love you, Sean. Love right. everybody else out there, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Until then, the bell tolls for the ring generals. Good night.